0: Hello, and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes.
1: And I'm Rain Donegan.
0: we're again Superman-ified with a new Superman DCU animated flick. And the man of tomorrow. Unlike that man of yesterday that you have to put up with sometimes. You get the man of tomorrow in this one. And, um, I don't know. I, I really actually enjoyed this one quite a bit. I'm going to say right off the bat, I think that also, like, the animation style in this... Maybe, like, one of my top favorite DCU ones they've ever used.
1: Uh, I thought this one was good. I liked it. For me, um, this is probably, you know, because we always... Whenever there's, like, a new super, uh, new DC animated movie coming out, we always cover it. Which, I mean, they just... I'll say this real quick while we're on the topic. Today, I guess they just revealed that they're gonna, there's going to be a CG animated uh, crypto Superdog movie going to theaters. They, they announced it for the kids <laughs> section of... Um, of the DC fandom thing or whatever. And they just revealed like a, a like a little like teaser, not even a full trailer thing, but just kind of a thing presenting the dog and saying, coming
0: in summer or whatever (laughs) next year or some shit like that. I'm I'm glad um, you said that was a kid's movie because at first it was like one of those ones that 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 was like the one that's like, get ready for the next DCU live action movie, crypto the movie you've (laughs) already, you know, that's like one of those ones where it's like, you're not going Snyder is back. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you're not going to give us another man of steel. No, No, we're not, but we're going to give you the next best thing. Man's best friend. Superman's best friend. (laughs) Well, I just
1: imagine what the Zack Snyder thing would be, which would just be, you know, like, Daily Planet, but it's not, like, a sunny beautiful day it's pouring rain you see the dogs sitting at the edge of the fucking like of of the of the daily planet building just rains pouring (laughs) down on them just looks so intense so serious and it's not like a cute fluffy little it's like it's like an angry looking pissed off like husky or something
0: (laughs) yeah exactly one of those with a
1: tattered cape that's like almost i think it's red
0: yeah, it's just like, but it's pretty mute, you know what I mean? It almost looks like we're watching, you know, old World War Two footage. Yeah. But, um, I mean, granted, he did do Legends of the Guardians, so, you know, Zach's like, hey, I could, I could do family-friendly stuff. I don't know why he talks like that.
1: <laughs> well, I'm Zack Snyder. I, binge, I work out a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I make the dark superhero
1: movies. Yes, I do. <laughs> no, actually, we, I know, I mean, I can... I'm, I'm a little tired of his style but in all honesty I, I like most his movies but that being said um no no it's not that it's like a CG kids movie apparently so and still in the vein of Superman so I'm like I mean it'll be old news by the time this podcast comes out but still at the same time I'm like hey you know that's kind of it. different I never would have guessed we'd be in a point where a CG a CG movie about Superman's dog was going to theaters yeah I
0: know that, 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 that is kind of a bizarre one I mean at the same time, dog movies are always popular, so that, that reminds me of that weird marketing thing. Like, well, dogs are always popular. People always look like, at dog videos all day long. It's just the same thing. Superheroes are popular. Hmm, yeah, superheroes. Superheroes, dogs, dogs. Superheroes. If a superhero was Superman a dog... Superman had a dog? Oh, fuck, he had a dog. Oh, shit. I see money right now. Who else has a
1: dog? Batman has a fucking dog? Get this thing going. <laughs> yeah,
0: shit, you know what? The Avengers was big, but imagine the Avengers as dogs. Oh, we, we got DC. Oh, What's the fuck's the difference? They they make money, right? And they're superheroes. This ain't the same fucking bullshit.
1: We have the intern bringing the cue cards again.
0: Yeah, the, the money man. Like it's like, how did he make so much money in life? You know, I'm really not too sure, but he somehow re- did, and he's in full control. I know he looks it's like his, he- it's more of his assertiveness. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But, I mean, like, that's how I can kind of see that movie being made is it has, like, all the marketing... It hits all the marketing cues. Like, we need a kid's movie. Kids like dogs. Adults like dogs. Parents like dogs. As long as the dog doesn't die, they like the movie. And superheroes are popular. Go.
1: Well, if, uh... The way they're probably... I mean, who knows? If, if they're smart, the way they'll probably get people like us in it. I mean, have no idea. I don't even know if they said who's, who's going to be in it yet. But if they go for the weird deep cuts, like you know plastic man's bird wonder woman's kangaroo ace the bat hound like if they if they do that or like bat or or bat cow you know like mm-hmm. if they do weird shit like that i mean if you just do like you know like some goofy ass like crypto cartoon movie i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna see that i don't care if superman related but then if you do I'm like oh look we actually read the fucking comics like fuck i might see this thing now 'Cause you know, after seeing something like, you know, into the Spider Verse where you're just like all this weird oddball shit thrown in there and plus, you know, something like Lego movie. If they're mm-hmm. kind of going with oh, that vibe, it could be a good movie, you never know. Yeah, exactly. It Sounds dumb when you say it out loud, but it could be good.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean it's like it's even just like, you know, you got the Sonic the Hedgehog and so on. Like I feel like they've kinda got those kids' movies kinda dialed in pretty well. <laughs> you know right at the moment so hopefully they'll keep that kind of ball rolling and since it is coming from warner brothers i i like to give it more faith that it will be in that kind of lego style or at least lego kind of humor style and you know deep cuts
1: yeah and uh so i guess going to the actual superman movie we're talking about today
0: yeah going into superman the man of tomorrow and um it's just that one where it's like okay, it is kind of got that Superman origin thing, and I will almost say that's getting about close to like the Batman origin, like seeing it almost a little too much of like everything. But it, it's here, it's and even though it's there, it's like it kind of brushes by it so fast. It's like oh, okay, it's like Superman's getting started, but like we got so much other stuff kind of going on that you've never seen in a Superman movie that it makes up sort of for being sort of another Superman origin story, I guess you could say.
1: I'll say that I like the movie, and for me, as far as, like, the DC anime movies go, I really went into this hoping it would be somewhere in, like, you know, the top ten, five, top ten. It's more, like, mid-range for me, which isn't bad. It's still a good movie. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to buy it, just because with all the wildfire shit and going back and forth to work, and wildfire shit started to calm down over here, of course. But when I, like, on a day after work, I went by to, like, the Target closest to me, and Target closest to me is, like, a 40-minute drive, and didn't have it on the shelves, so fuck looks like i'm renting it so i couldn't watch any of the special features so um as far as the movie goes i still liked it um i plan to go out and eventually buy it but the thing is it doesn't flat out say it but it's kind of like cherry picking a little bit from uh superman american alien which is kind of an interesting twist on not hit- it's sort of an origin story But it doesn't feel like that origin story we've heard a thousand times. It picks, like, six or seven different stories from periods of uh, Clark Kent's life. From when he was a kid to when he's just starting out as Superman. And by the last... It it kind of just cherry-picks a few moments of that. And the villains that are in that are Lex Luthor, Lobo, and Parasite. And those are the only really villains in this. So... In that context, it kind of pulls from, as well as at some point he's wearing, like, the black suit, the, the kind of makeshift suit. But aside from that, it's kind of its own thing, mostly. Uh, I saw my, my audio was acting up. Did you catch all that, or did it was I just a blank thing for a minute? Yeah,
0: or just a pure blank thing for a moment, but, um... Oh, but yeah, the-
1: well, yeah, I was just saying that this was cherry-picking things from Superman American Alien, but not, like, uh... More just the villains and some of the some of the tone, kinda.
0: No, oh, okay, yeah. What well, was I saying? Is like where I lost you was the special features part. And the special features on this thing, well, they were sick. Like any DCU, pretty much never doesn't have sweet special features, but they had a cool one on Lobo, on kind of a, you know his old origin and so on. They had one going on with uh, Martian Manhunter that was totally awesome, and then um, the other thing too is like. The DCU, like, coming soon, next movie that they showed looks fucking amazing.
1: Is that the Batman Death of the Family?
0: No, no, no. It's not that one. It's a different bat. Okay, this literally relates to the series we just did. It's fucking Batman 1973 Kung Fu Bruce Lee type story where it's Batman, and he's teamed up with, um, Bronze Tiger, Lady Shiva... And then the the Asian dragon guy who's pretty much like the Bruce Lee character from like the 70s in DC. Richard Dragon or something? Yeah, yeah, that, that that one. And it's a super kung fu story with kind of mysticisms and Chinese martial arts and all kinds of stuff. With that kind of like 70s, I guess. You know, like really just like a Bruce Lee movie. That, that's like what the vibe they're going with on this one. It looked pretty fucking awesome.
1: I, I cannot really find... All I could find on anything for that movie because I figured, well... The new Superman movie came out, so there's probably going to be some kind of sneak peek preview thing, but all I could find is, like, a still with one guy talking about it. It was the same guy talking about it on different videos. So I'm just like,
0: where the fuck's the actual thing? Well, this one looked like it was really in development, though, because, like, even the like the footage they showed, like, a lot of it was just like, hey, here's a storyboard, you know, that somebody sketched up last night, you know, on, you know, going on 28 hours of work right now. That that kind of <laughs> You know, and it's Bruce Timm's doing it, so um, it's pretty much like Bruce Timm's like I want everything to be like what I love about nineteen seventy three, what I call the best fucking year ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> other than Bruce dying.
0: Yeah. yeah, I guess other than that. But it's just one of those ones where um yeah, that one looks it just like it was like, Oh, that looks cool and very different and like I think just they got an interesting cast of characters. They got Michael J. White's gonna be in it and everything. They got uh, Kurt Russell's buddy from um, Big Trouble in Little China. They got um, there's somebody else in there too, but it, it looked like that was like oh shit, this one might be hopefully because like the last time Bruce Timm did one, I think was the one where it was like oh the, that sounded like that was gonna be sweet, and then that was kind of a I think one of the weaker of the DCU ones. It just had like weird I don't know like they like like it felt like they were they were trying to like s- support a charity organization with that movie or something <laughs> like that. I was like, oh, is that where this, my money's going to on this? Uh, next time, just put it into making a good story, or at least a better one.
1: He, uh, well, he's been like, I think had some hand in producing each one, but I think the last two, he was like, the, or the last three that I know he was writing and or directing was um, was uh, Justice League and the versus the Fatal Five which was probably the weakest one to me which is unfortunate because it's a continuation of just the unlimited you know
0: yeah that, that and, that's the one i was thinking of it's like it's like that one in batman ninja and gotham uh, and uh harley batman and harley quinn i liked
1: it but it was also just kind of like a little um that was another bruce tim like hmm. heavy one which was another continuation of that of the bruce tim paul denny batman universe but at the same time, it was, like, a little kind of, like, I I, you, I can also see that being kind of the foreground. Like, maybe we can just kind of fine-tune this and actually utilize this kind of humor better and make it more R-rated for the streaming show.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because that, that was, like, how that one was. That one was, it, it, it was, it, it wasn't bad, but it was just one of those, ones, it had some just weird moments in it where it's like, huh, okay. I mean. I liked that one, but I was
1: very kind of like. The only one, the only two, the only one I'm flat out meh on is Justice League and The Fatal Five. Like, other ones, I'll be like, oh no, that movie's good. Maybe it wasn't perfect, but it was good. But Justice League vs. Fatal Five is the only one I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of weird, because, like, I used to, like, my my low bar one, not not really putting it down that much. I'm just saying, like, out of all the DCU ones, this always used to be my kind of least favorite one. Was uh, what was that one that came out? um next to batman Gotham
1: Knight. it was like gotham Knight. And, yeah it came um, out next
0: to dark Knight. i, I know I'm, i know i'm putting down like the low bar one is like number three on like the entire roster of all these ones ever been made but that one i used to always been like nah it's kind of I, I bet you anything I could, i could probably go back and watch it now and i actually might enjoy it even more that might have been at that time period where like you know there's always those moments sometimes in life where you feel more critical for some odd reason i don't know why but they just kind of happen I...
1: I think the reason why that one's a little bit of a lower bar for me is because, I don't know, I I can't even really pick it or fine-tune exactly, but there is that period. Ever since Enter the Matrix, or no, um... Animatrix? Matrix Matrix Reloaded to maybe a few things after Dark Knight, where they're like, here's the straight-to-DVD PG-13 to R-rated movie to kind of coincide and link in with this movie that's in theaters. And a a lot of those kind of had similar feels and vibes to them. And there was something about that one, which I couldn't put my finger on at the time, but something about that at the time felt more like, um, even though though the animation was cool and there's maybe like a couple of cool stories in that one, it felt like a very, like a product of its time rather than this cool thing you're going to want to go back to and constantly watch. You know what I mean?
2: That, and then the other thing I kind of noticed about those ones is they
0: fall more into, like, the artsy category instead of just being kind of, like, a good, fun movie. I feel like, they, like, because that was, like, how the animations was. Though there's some good ones in there, too, like, there's a couple of them in there where they fall, like, really hard, like, let's be really artsy with this. And that's the same I felt with Batman Gotham Night. you know? I mean, granted, I'll say Emerald Knights does the anthology thing, and that one's amazing with Green Lantern. I love Emerald, that one. A-
1: Emerald Knights was really good, yeah, and... I think, uh, I don't know, because I think there was that thing, like, we're going to tell six or seven different stories set in the Halo universe, or set in the Matrix universe, or set in Batman. I like the Halo and one. The Halo I've ones. actually never seen, I've never seen the Halo one, actually.
0: We, we should pull that one up at some point and do that one, because I, I actually thought it was kind of fun. I mean, it's definitely like the anthology one where there's, you know, a couple stories are probably okay, but then there is some really good ones, too. And I, I mean, that kind of outweighs it, I guess. But um, I, I enjoyed it.
1: When I was younger, uh I absolutely loved Animatrix because it filled in some of the gaps and gave answered some of the questions and some of the history of Matrix. It's like, oh that's how the war started, okay. And you get the one like Oh, this guy runs really fast, so he finds out the Matrix? I don't give a shit. <laughs> so th-
0: th- that-, that would vary, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. Is that that's a perfect example of, like, you know, some of them are really good in the Animatrix, and some of them are just kind of like, oh, okay, I-, I guess that's what we're going with, and so
2: on. There was
1: even the one by the guy who did Vampire Hunter D in Ninja Scroll, where it's like they're in a simulation, they're cut off, and the lady is fighting this guy in this ninja-style simulation. Like, even that one was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then you get other ones where just like, the how, like, I guess it just expanded on the world, which is kind of interesting, but then, like, I even liked the Cowboy Bebop one, where it was, Shir- uh, he did two of them, but Sheriko Wanabe did like a, like, like a noir-style detective thing, and it had this whole, like, black-and-white vibe and everything seemed kind of like it was in the 40s, sort of, and even though it was probably a little, didn't, ch- ha- didn't go in contrast with the actual Matrix movie, it still was interesting and fun. But then you get the ones where, like, there's the Aeon Flux... There's one, the, the last one, the one the Aeon Flux guy, which they're trying to convert the machine. I was like, this one's bullshit.
0: <laughs> well, it's like, the, well, Aeon Flux, I always felt like, even just the Aeon Flux MTV show, to me, it's cool for, like, just, like, the weird animation that they sort of have, and they just give you, like, angles that you've never seen before, and you're, you know, probably will yeah. never see again. Like, I, I like it for that, but I always thought Aeon Flux was still kind of, like... It, like, it didn't grab you as much it just felt like it was more like well that's kind of cool like it's like a test reel <laughs> oh okay that's cool like
1: you, you know yeah yeah I was always a little confused with that show so but I mean the animation was always really interesting yeah but um and I think the AM Flux guy I think he did the Riddick one didn't he
0: yeah, that one's an interesting one, too, because it's still good, but I, m- I remember watching it and going, like, did the animation just change about halfway into this movie? Like, shit, some guys just got fired. And <laughs> I-, I like to assume that it was just being kind of animated kind of as it's going along, like, beginning to end. <laughs> Not like the way that movies are actually made in animation, but just like they're, like, fucking drawing it as it's, like, playing out and fucking Vin Diesel's narrating.
1: <laughs> and then they get So fired. after we After we escaped the monsters They only They're scared of light That's when we came across Some space pirates And then Oh the animation changed. Oh shit Anyway
0: <laughs> But um I don't know It's like well those ones Like you know I, I think it's like They're always kind of Hit or miss and so on And then it seemed like Everybody else sort of Kind of faded away And DCU was the only one That continued on With their stuff They're like Yeah
1: well, uh, even Marvel kind—I of, know we even we barely tapped into the Superman movie yet—but even Marvel had that moment where they tried to push a few of these out. Mm-hmm. They had, um, they had Hulk versus Thor and Wolverine, which were both kind of kind of whatever to me. They had um the two- Hulk was really good though. Planet Hulk was badass. Planet Hulk was really good. Because
0: Planet um, Hulk was the one that I felt was like DCU caliber. And it's like, if mm-hmm. they would just keep contending them like this, Marvel could fucking kill it. And then they just never did.
1: Yeah, Planet Hulk was really good. Um, there is the one where I think it's called The Next Avengers, where it's all their kids and Ultron destroyed the world. And that one had more of a kids vibe to it. And I kind of felt like, eh, that with that one. There's one what was about Thor and, and Loki his As kids. kids. Going, that one actually wasn't bad. No, that, that, that was, was actually good. It looks like it shouldn't be, but it was. Um, the the one that was very kind of not not that great was uh, both the Ultimate Avengers ones. But both those felt kind of really stiff and kind of
0: whatever you know. Yeah, and they felt like they should have been amazing. I think that was like kind of how they came across. Like it's like there was there was no way you should have screwed this up, and somehow some way they were just eh, mediocre, you know. Uh, and there, I've seen
1: the i seen both those movies like maybe once, but there's one thing. I remember, you were there for it. When we watched <laughs> it. There is a part when Tony Stark sees <laughs> Natasha Romanoff at a party, and it's like a single frame thing. Because usually, like he, he, he sees her at a party, and his eyes widen. But the thing is, it's not like a subtle like duh, 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 duh. like you know <laughs> you could see the animation. It's just straight. Then all of a sudden, just massive, like almost got like almost that shit but like there's like no noise (laughs) it's like we just like rewinded it back like three times nearly dying of laughter i remember that's like my main takeaway from that movie
0: there's that and then there's a part where i remember captain america walking away and i know he doesn't flip the bird but i remember it like it was like two steps away from it being almost like he was flipping the bird as he was walking away I, i remember that too for some weird reason well, he was like he was like
1: putting his like shield behind him, and it was like his hand was almost in the perfect position. We both thought he was gonna do it for a second, and we were just thinking, what if he did? It was like when Fury was like talking, like, like "Star so Rogers, where are you going?" Like, I, I barely remember anything from either of those movies
0: i just remember those two parts you know? yeah exactly it's like those are my, like my takeaways from them and it's, it's so weird that i will say that that dc or uh, marvel still to this day has not camp come back well it felt like then disney bought them and then that ended it like it felt like that division got fucking kicked out the door like fucking mickey mouse showed him like get your f- you ain't fucking animating around here you got the fucking disney money now you aren't real fucking animators get the fuck out
1: well, I feel like what happened right there was um, Disney probably came in and they said, look, let's be 100% honest. We don't want to say it, but Warner Brothers has that cornered. And we don't really... What's And on top of that, look at our stuff. Our stuff is more... Yeah, we have our PG-13 Marvel movies, but people are going to get confused. On the Disney app, people are going to get confused between the PG-13 Marvel one and the... PG in like, you know, the Saturday morning one, you know, cause I'm thinking back on the, I got to double check Disney plus. I don't think it's on there, but I'm there's the Dr. Strange animated movie, which that one oh, was yeah. actually good too.
2: Yeah. That, that
0: was, that was the other one that was like the planet Hulk caliber. I forgot about that one.
1: And there's a part where, you know, Stephen Strange is, tries to kill himself and Wong stops him. And there's another part where like, there's these bug things that go around. They eat people like, uh, and, uh, and like, like those, like those, um things from Jumanji and they just leave nothing but bones so they probably don't want some kid clicking on to like looking for like you know like Avengers Assemble and
0: seeing that shit you know I think so because there's also I want to say there was the Punisher and Black Widow one it was like it was in the the anime but I want to say that was rated R I could be wrong it it was either that or it was a hard pg-13 let's just say that like there's the iron there's the Iron Man anime
1: one which he teams up with Punisher for a second and that's like a hard pg-13
0: Yeah, well, those anime ones were kind of cool. Well, some of them are cool. I'll say this. The anime section that they did with the Marvel anime thing, that was, like, very, like, hit or miss. There was, like, ones that were pretty sweet. Like, I like the X-Men one, but I remember then there was the Wolverine one that was okay. I can't remember if I saw the Blade one, but, you know, there there were some other ones like that. But I I don't really see why Marvel wouldn't go back, but maybe that's just the thing is because they... It's like they just want to keep that softer tone. It's, it's I, You hate to say it, but you just know that it is like the Disney foot is what totally kept that from happening.
1: Once we're done with this, I'm going to go on Disney Plus and see if I can find any of those on there. I don't think they are, but I'm going to see if, like, the Doctor Strange animated movie or Planet Hulk's on there. Maybe they are, but I, I didn't go looking for them, so I can't I'm not really sure. Um, but I guess we should probably actually talk about Superman, Man of Tomorrow. I know. Um uh, the thing the thing with this is I think one of the reasons why I was a little disappointed with it is Superman American alien which this pulls a little bit from not so much it does it doesn't even advertise it but it just visually and their their villain choices it makes you think maybe it is and um, that's probably one of my most favorite recent superman books even though it is a quasi origin story not so much but like it's kind of like it very much is kind of one of those anthologies because every issue is a different artist and goes with a different type of story. Like, the first one's kind of very Pixar, optimistic, hopeful. He's young. It's he's, he's, he's a boy, and he's just coming to terms with his powers. And second one's kind of, like, teenage, you know, first, like, rough patch of life, the dark side of his powers. Third one's more of, like, kind of a comedy. Fourth one's more of kind of, like, an Aaron Sorkin-style conspiracy, um corporate espionage movie and then you get like badass explosion then you, like like michael bay style one and then you get like more of um a very dark violent fight with lobo for the last issue so
0: i just love what you just say you get the explosion issue just minds like you get like it's like fucking 24 pages and it's like almost like a flip book animation of just an explosion <laughs> going on <laughs> well it's like he, it's
1: like there's a there's a badass issue where parasite gets out and he's still kind of getting new to Superman. He doesn't even have the... He has like a, He has kind of like the early version of his suit, basically. Like the suit we see in this. And he fights Parasite. And he busts in with Parasite. He says, Luther, look what you did. How could you... And you know? he's just like, okay, so you're going to turn me in? You're going to turn me... Okay, so here's what's going to happen. He just basically breaks down this whole thing. Like, people are going to think, you work for me. You have no idea what the fuck this thing is, the container. Are you just going to take it back to the police? What are you going to do? And basically he just flat out like ridicules him and makes him feel like an idiot of the rest of the rest of this, this rest of the issue is him just smashing through stuff fighting parasite and then he's just like oh um 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 so it's like we got the cool action version of superman but he hasn't been the superman that thinks things that far ahead just yet
2: Hmm.
0: yeah well it's like you know in this one mm-hmm. here oh did your thing go out on you but in um, this one here, I was going to say, going on with um, Superman Man of Tomorrow in the animated form and whatnot, you know, I, I think since it's got that kind of intro going on where it's pretty much superman's doing the thing where it's like you're an alien like and for some reason like did, did you think it was weird that like okay it's supposed to be like a modern superman thing but then it's like he's like over at like his friend's house in kansas now i mean i guess you could say it's kansas but they're watching like an old turn dial black and white tv watching like a 1950s movie on it or whatnot <laughs> Well, you said
1: it's Kansas, so... You know. I
0: guess, but I, I don't want to be judgmental like that, because that just makes you sound like some elitist from, like, California. I know, like that. I'm just being a, I'm being a dick. But, no, well, I think there's something about, like... <laughs> that was probably wanna... that was probably Clark Kent's jerk-off Johnny friend.
1: It probably was. <laughs> I, I was assuming that was Pete Ross. I wasn't sure, though, but... Well um... oh,
0: Pete Ross could be a jerk-off Johnny sometimes. Depends how he's written.
1: Well, it, he definitely could be. Um... <laughs> That whole part, like, I'll say my, my thing with my... I'm going to say the biggest <laughs> gripe I have with the movie is...
0: <laughs> i got to say this before we go any farther. Okay, think about it, though. Like, as a kid, if that's Pete Ross, let's just call him Pete Ross just for the sake of so he can have a name. That moment right there, it, that he will never fucking forget that. He'll always remember, too. remember that time that fucking Clark came to spend the night and then he fucking started crying during the movie and then his dad had to come and pick him up? You know what oh I mean? yeah, shit. Because I like I, I, I know I've had friends throughout my life, and there's those there's those always those friends that for some reason like it's like it'll be like ten thirty at night, and they're like, oh I don't know, I'm getting homesick though. I only live like fifteen minutes away. Oh, I, I, I'm i gonna call my parents, <laughs> and you know that the parents are probably just like, oh Jesus fucking Christ, like calling me at eleven thirty at fucking night. You, what, you can't fucking stay the night here. I right, come pick you up. I'm gonna fucking honk the horn though. I ain't coming inside. I gotta
1: come all the way from Brooklyn to pick your little bitch ass up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know that that Pete Ross guy is going to be like... It's, in the back of his mind. he's always been telling that story. I'm like, dude, you don't fucking believe it. Dude, Clark was over last night. You know what I mean? He fucking just started bawling like a little bitch. You know what I mean? I kept fucking... like I thought we were going to hang out. Like, it was going to be Sunday, and we're fucking... We're going to go down to the wrestling match. No, not anymore. So I had to go by myself.
1: Whenever a friend would call and, like... Even if you weren't getting along with the friend for some stupid reason, you didn't want to go home. You didn't want them to go home. So, dude, what's the whole fucking point? Let's just fix this and play, like, Mario Brothers or some shit. You yeah, know? you suck and, it up. And But then there'd be, you know, that there, when you get into an argument, the kid suddenly wants to go home. Just like, all right, well, you just put a damper on the fucking night. And I'm saying this as if it happened, like, every sleepover. Like, maybe I'm the problem. No. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I remember there was, like, there was, like, I could think of, like, probably of all times as a little kid where I had a sleepover. There's maybe, like, three times where some kid pussed out and two of the times it was the same kid and one time it was apparently i was snoring and he couldn't sleep so he called his mom <laughs> so... <laughs> but um but um which is still a bitch move in my opinion it's, like, well, it's tomorrow's sunday where the fuck do you gotta go but um but um the thing the thing with with this though i'll say well actually Let's go back to this whole part. Even the mom, without trying to say it, you can see she's reserved. Like, the movie wasn't even that scary. I think your boy's a puss, Jonathan.
0: (laughs) The movie's fucking 60 years old, Jonathan. Look, we live in the fucking future. Have you seen Metropolis lately? All the buildings are fucking domes. It looks like something out of Fantasy Star there. (laughs) They found the fucking oldest movie to watch, and uh, I don't know, but I think your son's a little sensitive to the
1: 50s. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I think something, the reason why they went the black and white thing and that was just because I, I think that kind of really gets across that old fashioned Americana type shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really helps kind of sell Superman in Kansas. That's how we know we're in Smallville. But all that being said, for me, the big thing for Superman is I like it when he's, I like it if you can fit Superman in there smashing and punching shit but I really like and you might call me a pussy for saying this I really like the sentimental side of the Superman story like the side of like you know his parents and relationships with Lois or Lana not to the point where it's like in Smallville the show where it's all kind of high school drama shit but to the point of like you get that like you'd see it a lot in the animated series you would see it in some of the other you'd see it a lot in um, All-Star Superman So, I was kind of hoping... American Alien has a lot of that in it. And I guess I was hoping for a little more of that. And this starts off with that. But then it kind of pulls away and just becomes more of a big action fest. And the action in it is cool. But I think the big saving grace of it is... Okay, um, it's first off a collection of characters we've never really seen together in one of these movies before. It's Parasite, which is a weird pull. Mm -hmm. Lobo, who... I don't think he's been in any of the animated direct-to-video movies. I don't think so either. Of course Lex Luthor's there, but he's more of like taking a back seat compared to everybody else. And Martian Manhunter's helping out.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the other reason why it sort of has that 1950s type horror movie is because I feel like the look of Martian Manhunter pretty much comes from that. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) You know, that's what he's sort of based off. He's like, yeah, fuck those movies. Fuck them up their stupid ass. I fucking said it. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, I killed a lot of those directors. Nobody knows who I am. I'm fucking Martian Manhunter.
1: Change my shape. <laughs>
0: he's he's
1: going like he's just like. You ever fucking wonder what happened to Dennis. Ed Wood?
0: Yeah, he he didn't die from drinking too much. If that's what you're thinking.
1: <laughs> he well, not technically. I jammed a bottle of Jack Daniels up his ass and hung him upside down for for a week straight. <laughs> yeah, it was a slow death,
0: but uh, it was all worth
1: it. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. This is the I, uh, before we, um, since we're on top of a Martian Manhunter, I gotta pull this up. I went and looked up, uh, every so often, we'll pull up just weird trivia off this, off, uh, you know, IMDb. And, um, sometimes you just find the shit like, that is, n- th- why the fuck did you even bother? putting this on here but i'm like i'm kind of finding this a little funny i'm wanting for this one to get pulled down it says ike main weakness is fire martian manhunter in the dc uni- universe are very susceptible to fire and burn very easily therefore martian Manhunter keeps away from fire as much as possible
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like so. A oh,
1: guy who's playing him, he's comparing the guy who played the guy who's playing him. His main weakness is fire. So.
0: It's like I love that. It it's like his main weakness is fire. You know, and that almost sounds you know, like, like everybody. Yeah, it sounds like that. That line and like like it actually be like bullets, my only weakness.
1: Does <laughs> <laughs> this guy play another like fire based thing? I don't know, but yeah, I just thought I'm not gonna lie. I was like just okay all right (laughs) yeah it's like 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 many other things like you know did you know that he needs air to breathe like oh fuck
0: yeah shit superman needs air to breathe too well wait he can be in space but he's holding his breath oh (laughs) well i'll I'll say oh go ahead yeah Oh, I was just going to say with Martian Manhunter, I think that's the kind of neat thing is even though it's a Superman movie, though, they feel like they get a fit in, like, you know, a bit of Martian Manhunter throughout it, which is kind of nice, because I always feel Martian Manhunter, he was one of those characters that sort of got kind of pushed on the sideline, you know, in the last, like, ten or so years. Like, it's like, well, it was once, like, he came to work one day, and then fucking Cyborg was sitting in his seat, and then everyone's just looking around like, oh, shit, he didn't get the memo, did he? Oh. Well, oh, uh, that's okay. I, 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 I could bring up my own. Cha- oh, well, no, no. There's only s- seven chairs for a reason, John. Not a
1: lot of elbow room, you see. Yeah. You know what yeah. like, wants to get like too close to Bruce? Because people say on both sides of him and get poked to those fucking gauntlets. Like maybe Bruce can take the fucking gauntlets off. He's like, no.
0: Gauntlets <laughs> <Go>, stay on. <laughs> just like, oh. So uh, so, uh, I guess I'll just uh step outside. Yeah, I think that'd be best. Like
1: man. we we got you we got you a, we got you, a, we got you a, a, a a a sympathy gift you know you just slide over like a like a box of Oreos a little sympathy card on it <laughs> like happy trails and a candle like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, a
0: candle you got me a fucking candle <laughs>
1: <laughs> Barry like oh fuck I forgot
0: it's scented you don't have to light it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, then they just, and then, like, they just have the whole, like And also, this, that's the only thing about Martian Manhunter He is, like, probably He might even be stronger than Superman But he just has the most obvious weakness possible
0: Yeah, and I mean, like I, I think it's one of the ones, like It's not that kind of thing where it's, like If you light a candle, he just fucking starts freaking out It's like it's more like if he's getting shot with a fucking flamethrower It's a little bit of an issue mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I do like that line that Batman says in New Frontier Like the big green the 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 big guy metropolis i got a i got um a excavated rock big enough to kill him or whatever you know so he said something like that for you i only need 97 cents to go to the to the corner store for a box of matches
2: (laughs) he
0: has that as being a fucking dick
1: (laughs) (laughs) i would like to see more more of him as a detective as john jones because they that is that is his other alter ego and I feel like when I... Because he rarely ever... I mean, I haven't read it yet. I I got a Martian Manhunter comic from, like, the early 2000s, which I've yet to read. But, um... I would like to see more of his detective shit. I mean, still bring in the sci-fi thing, of course. But I'm used to seeing him more in, like, someone else's story. And he's just like, oh, let me change back into my Martian form real quick. I I would like to see... And there's apparently a Martian Manhunter miniseries that was out, like, I think last year. Maybe a year before. Which I wouldn't mind checking out, so...
0: Yeah, I never I, saw that I, before. I, that never came out on the DVD. Yeah, well, um... Hmm? That DVD? one? What? I said that one never came out the DVD.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, that one never did, no. So, um, that would be cool to see, though. So,
0: yeah. Well, really, it's like, you you could do a Martian Manhunter story and almost do, like, a film the war type thing It just use his abilities more in that kind of sense, and that would be pretty cool. But I think that's just one of those ones, like... You hate to sort of say it, but I i always know that Martian Manhunter's got to be a real tough sell. If you were trying to sell him, <laughs> him by himself, I... I that that one's one of those ones that no matter how much someone might like Martian Manhunter, you're like, there's not enough people out there that would gravitate towards it. You hate this.
1: Oh, and just to clarify, when I said so that one never came to DVD, I think making a joke about how they never got adapted. I meant it was a mini series for the for comics. That's what I meant.
0: Oh, it was a comic. I, I thought it was like I thought you said it was like a mini series, like a like a video. One. I'm like, I never that never fucking came out on any of the.
1: Oh no, I would. Yeah, like you can make Vixen, but not this shit. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Um. Well, say, v- Vixen well, did Vixen's have Flash cool. and Arrow Vixen's in cool. it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And it's like, well, the Vixen one did have Flash and Arrow there, like to help sell it, because they're like standing in the background, like, "Hey, just in case example. you need some marketing, um, Flash and Arrow are here. Don't worry about us."
1: Well, Vixen's maybe not the best example, even though she is a little random. I really like Vixen. Ray just seems kind of like yeah. Ray is actually
0: from. was probably about like one of my least... Even though it had, like, some moments in it that I did like, that one was probably the one that was just kind of like, eh. No, I don't know. Actually, there, there, there's some kind of cool things in that one now that I think about it. But, I still
1: haven't seen that one, but I'm just thinking of the character Ray.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's just got the most terrible name. For being gay, you can't call a guy named Ray, because then he's Ray-gay.
1: Or he's <laughs> gay-ray. It's just
0: one of those ones that's like, dude, you gotta think of, like, playground... It doesn't matter what how fucking old you are. Like, fucking playground, like... 10 years old, nothing fucking changes. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be prepared in life for that kind of stuff. And a name like that's not going Well, that's really why probably out.
1: kids aren't named Richard anymore.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those ones. Just, well, now, now, if you're Richard and, like, you're called Dick, you'd have to really own it. You're like, yeah, my name's fucking Dick! You know, and you'd have to be a real cool, funny guy. Like, that's the only way you could get away with it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we know that kind of... You, everybody kind of knows that personality who could get away with being Dick nowadays. You know what I mean? It would have to be that guy who's, like, fucking, like super smart yet can talk to anybody always has a joke you know what i mean like that guy could get away with it but if you weren't that guy you would be fucked
1: if you that guy or a boy named sue type shit like some guy just like drink hard drinking at the age of 12 he already has like a five o'clock shadow like gets into fucking bar brawls like every day
0: <laughs> yeah exactly well, one of those ones but um where the heck were we at this thing martian manhunter well, or something, something i mean
1: he yeah martian manhunter's in it and He's there more of just kind of like, kind of exposition, helps explain things to Clark. And I do like how this thing, it's not like we got to show the planet explode again. It opens up, and their are kids watching a movie, and you already know it's Clark Kent, and you already know he's an alien. It's like I like how this thing says, like, dude, you know who the fuck he is. You know the planet exploded. You know, you know the planet <laughs> exploded. You know his parents died in an alley, and you know he got
0: bitten by a spider. We can get past this shit. Just, like the DCU one just Gotta make sure you know that that is And that, that's what I mean, it's the thing, is it's an origin story In a sense, but it doesn't have like The typical origin stuff, so it kind of works In the same way, because it is like It fast forwards through all the stuff you already do know You know, even though it's starting off high. Maybe it's because they're starting off since they kind of Ended the last DCU section of like storyline Maybe they're, I don't know if this one's supposed to be Just a one-off story, or maybe this will Turn into like, hey this is kind of the our new Superman, you know what I mean?
1: I think that this is, I think this might be a one-off. Just be, we'll we'll, we'll find out, I guess. Because the, I I saw like a still of the Batman one. It looks like a totally different animation style. But who knows, maybe this will be a continuation. I think they already tried the continuation with the last, with the, every, with, with, you know, the last uh, connected DC Universe movies. So, uh, the strict DVD ones. I think they tried that. Like, you know what, these aren't getting as well-received as we'd hope, so let's just go back to singular stories. I, I can see them doing that.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm I'm fine that way anyways. I, I personally like just the standalone movies more than, like, the continuational stuff, you know? So, except for, like, I would love to see more of this animation. I, I don't care. Like, this animation, the whole way through, I'm like, dude, this animation looks sick. You know what
1: I mean? if you just freeze frame it, it literally looks like a panel out of a comic. Now, I guess you can say, well, everything's a cartoon, so you can just freeze it. Like, well, this one specifically, the lines are so thick, and the way they're drawn, it really looks like if you freeze it, it's a panel out of a comic book and it still moves pretty fluidly
0: yeah it moves fluidly and i just like the thickness of the lines you know and just like the way you know the waving kind of depth and everything and the characters look cool fucking lois lane looks fucking badass i like the way that clark looks you know lex Luthor, all those guys like just they're they're like design you know but uh, as we kind of go on then we get the fucking sweet lobo fucking shows up and starts throwing some punches and you know lobo no matter what is like fucking like gold on screen it's like i don't know why dc doesn't push lobo harder you know what i mean like i feel like lobo could be their ticket to like that sort of deadpool money and i don't mean to like ape deadpool with lobo but like lobo's a character that was doing it before and give him that almost old school like you know since he has that like where deadpool's kind of like a modern kind of character i guess you guys say lobo's like he just reminds you of like that wild uncle that someone would have it's like gets into like biker rallies and fights and so on like that is always smoking but somehow some ways in better health than everybody else you know just
1: comes rolling in like
0: i got friends in low places <laughs> <laughs> drinking a beer while fucking driving the motorcycle down the road like hey ryan I see somebody you want to get on a- the back of the bag come on <laughs> hey i <laughs> see I, you I drink four beers i ain't drunk
1: I see you drinking a blue moon, you fucking pussy. <laughs> you know what a blue moon leads to? <laughs> a big fat <laughs> cock. <laughs> well, you know they are owned by Coors. You shut
0: the fuck up. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare mention that. <laughs> but is this about the like- chain at me? Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus,
1: was this road rash? You know? Does he have a Does he have a hook at the end of the chain too? <laughs> Shit.
0: He lives dangerously.
1: (laughs) The thing is, like, uh, Lobo is also, like... I think you could... I think at the time... Because he was, um... People who liked Lobo really liked Lobo. But then you also get, like... I guess, comic snobs years later. Being kind of, ah, he was such a product of the times. And he was trying to arrive on that anti-hero Wolverine Venom success. Ah, fuck Lobo. He's so cheesy. And then it just took, like, you know... 15 to 20 years later people go fuck you he's awesome
0: well, well, there's always those people out there, and Lobo sadly falls in this category. There's those hate mongers. That's literally what they are. Fuck them. I don't like them because they're just against, like, coolness. But they, they look at characters like Lobo. They look at characters like Judge Dredd or the Punisher, and they're like, those characters are so one-dimensional. They're all 80s, and they're all about, like, you know, f- killing people. And, do, and you're just like, shut the fuck up. It's like, hey, if someone likes the fucking Punisher because he fucking kills people and solves fucking crimes that way— like, let them enjoy that. Like, who are you to fucking, like, to make everything, like, so fucking four-dimensional and so on? Like, you know what? We can, in- I can enjoy a character that just fucking kicks ass and takes names. Same with, like, Judge Dredd and so on. I feel it's like those people out there that kind of, the second that a character falls too hard on, like, the, I guess you could say, like, slightly conservative-like area, not saying that it's necessarily, like, like that, but you know what I mean? Like, they fall into, like, the, I take the law into my own hands and I don't give a fuck. Like, some people just take a real big offense to that like well he can't just be running around doing whatever the fuck he pleases like that's that's ridiculous you know and those characters to me are like I always fucking love them I mean like granted I will say like anti-heroes in a sense have gotten a little bit kind of like out of control like in the last while I think because they started turning characters that weren't really like your normal anti-heroes into anti-heroes like kind of like your Harley Quinns and so on and it kind of felt like oh okay she's trying to fit into that Lobo and your category, but I just don't feel the same way about it, and so on. You know what I mean? Like, you know... Well, I, I
1: guess when they label themselves as antiheroes, and not saying that yeah. it comes in... You, not the, the second character. you call
0: yourself an antihero, that's when it kind of, like, oh, you, you're, you're going by that name. It's like almost like, by calling yourself an antihero, you're not, now you're not an antihero anymore. Well, it's also one of
1: those things of, like, not saying that, like, Venom comes in, like, Eddie, I am an antihero. But it, they're... But I remember that movie was sold on, like, an anti-hero tagline. Like, the world has enough heroes. And it somehow it switches to anti-hero or something like that. or And that's just more of a marketing thing than anything else. And people just will say, like, buzzwords. Like, well, Harley Quinn's more of an anti-hero. Shadow of the Hedgehog's an anti-hero. Whatever. Yeah. You know? And um, I think that it's just one of those things. It comes in waves. It comes in phases. And I think we're just kind of getting a little bit of a repeat of it now and i guess we could sit here and think about what part of the 90s is popular again why is this back why they change this character to that but at the end of the day i think it's all just coming in phases and people are just looking to market characters that I-, I think that at some point they're just like you know what fuck it everything's gonna be crazy wild and wacky and violent fucking push logo out there and it's like Wow, there's too much of this crazy violence and wackiness. Just let's pull back a little bit. We're kinda of, people are starting to look down on this shit. And now it's been a long enough time. People are like, hey, remember Lobo? Oh fuck yeah, Lobo was awesome. I mean, I mainly like Lobo from the Superman animated series. He's mm-hmm. popped in some books I've read. And he's actually a member of um Justice League of America when DC did the rebirth, which was a really crazy odd end team, which was really cool. It was black canary vixen uh the new adam icicle who not icicle um um um, killer frost who was reformed became a hero batman i'm not sure if i already said lobo and um um Mm ray so and it was just like this weird odd end team and batman's the one trying to corral them all and it was kind of funny because everybody on the team was kind of like lobo's a fucking psychopath but, and, but Ray, but uh, Lobo really liked Ray, who was the shy, nerdy Asian kid, because he was the one person who did not judge Lobo, so it was this weird dynamic, where it's just like, I like the nerd, the nerd's cool, you know, and he's just like, you get off the nerd's ass, so it was like this, the bully, kind of like, 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 strong-arming the nerdy guy into a friendship, and almost kind of like, talking him up, and kind of getting him, like, you know, trying to like, talk him up, and get him ready Take on whatever challenge they're about to face, but and he so it was just like this weird dynamic, but made sense. There's a part where he says like, "There's only two things I lack on this planet, you and dolphins, because <laughs> you and dolphins don't judge me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like Lobo's just a fun character, you know what I mean? And this, like, and I just feel like you just never see enough of him and stuff. And I feel like, you know, it's like wasn't well, ones like he, like anything, you know? What I mean, like you know. Just make it for his audience and I think you'll you'll be fine. You'll be set, you know what I mean? Well and even even this oh sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. I was gonna say, um, even this kinda retcons some
1: of his history because part of his whole thing was he killed off everybody on his planet at some point. But then in this he makes a joke about that, like, nah nah, that's just some bullshit that gets spread around.
0: Yeah, it has well then it kinda makes you wonder though, is like is he telling the truth or is he not? Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So this one leads off more on the aspect of he is
1: an anti-hero, and he's probably going to fight Superman for whatever reason. He'll take a job, but then if someone's strong enough, they're like, oh, I got respect for this guy, whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, in this one, he's he's totally badass. You know, his character works great in here. You know, even just that fight with Superman in the kind of beginning and whatnot, and even to the point where, like, he whips out, he's like, oh, found the Krypton ring. I'm was going to beat the fuck out of you with this after I do some of uh, my, you know, he even has, like, a poetry line or whatnot, but it just sounds stupid when you say it like that, but, like, in the movie it sort of works and just starts punching Superman and whatnot. Then, of course, Martian Manhunter shows up and kind of breaks it apart. And I love how when Superman is like, when Martian Manhunter is fighting Lobo, Superman's like, oh, I got to get out of here and charge up. And he flies to like the sun and he comes back. And it's like, one well, of those things you don't really think about, but it's like, oh, he's just got regular clothes on right now. He doesn't have the Superman outfit yet. Just like burns it all off. and just kind of comes there and just like upside down, looking at Lobo, like bare ass naked fucking wiener swinging in the wind. Be like, yo, what up?
1: <laughs> if he cockslapped Lobo with the, with the, like, I totally get it. I respect him now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that would be, like, the instant-changing moment and whatnot. Be like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, like, uh, Lobo would just be looking over and be like, oh, I saw you flying down bare-ass naked. And then I, I looked at this Martian creature over here, and it's like it face kind of looks like a vagina, so I wasn't too sure what was going on. I don't know what you, you guys are into on this planet. I mean, I feel like I've seen it all, but you never know. It might be that new thing. And who knows, you might be into it. I don't know. Sometimes I, I, I never like to judge until I see, like, see it happen for myself.
1: I'm like a dolphin. Dolphins don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> he just sits back and says like, I thought you were going to come in and Facebook that thing, and I was going to sit back and watch. Like, the bounty can wait. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see some fucked-up shit.
0: <laughs> in person. I, I really want Lobo to have a, like on his leather jacket now to sit on the back just to have it say, Dolphins don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> just like a fucking motorcycle patch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she could find that somewhere.
0: That would be amazing and so on.
1: One dolphin, fuck another dolphin while flipping the bird or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has like a rolled up $100 bill in its nose. <laughs> That's true, though. Uh, Lobo doesn't get to flip anybody off in this.
1: No, I, I thought he did. Didn't he flip someone off for a second? No, not in this one.
0: Maybe not are uh, not? Well, I mean, um, I mean I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. He didn't flip it off. That is one check against it. Well,
1: I I will say I like they brought him back. I thought it was just going to be a fight, and then he's away. But then, you know, eventually Parasite comes in and gets into this big brawl as well. Or the brawl leads into Lobo's um, containment, and then that's how he gets out. He's like, where those assholes? Leave my bike. (laughs) It's like this big bed. He's killing and murdering these other guys. I'm just going to leave now
0: yeah exactly like one of those ones just like takes on off i do like like later on like after that fight and then like fucking martian manhunter shows up at the clark house or whatever over there in kansas you know looking like pretty much because the only thing about like he always feels like he's kind of creeping in i mean he's dressed like way out of the times and so on just fucking hanging out in the dark you know in the fucking middle of a farm waiting for someone you know Well, if he he wasn't black, you assume he was, like, an
1: SS officer who time-traveled. The way he's dressed and his mustache.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he just kind of has that, like, weird look. Like, it's almost like he still doesn't really get how society sort of works. Like...
1: (laughs) I think that's what I like about him. He's, like, a guy... He's, like, a... He's a Martian. He's a character who wants to do the best, and he means the best, but he's still trying to make that connection. You know what I mean? He has trouble understanding and reaching out... But it's not that he doesn't care.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, he's still totally there for that and whatnot, but uh, <laughs> I just think it's kind of funny. I do like when they're, like, in the house or whatnot, and they're, like, Marshmallow's like, hey, you know, like, they're talking to each other, and then, of course, like, Ma Kent's all like, well, okay, like, if you boys, you know, if, if your, if your body wants to stay at night, there's extra sheets, and if you guys decide to get a little frisky, you know, I, I mean, Mom, jeez, like, well, I don't know, you, you just never bring anybody home, so I... Maybe maybe you're into aliens. I, who, who am I to judge? This nice green
1: boy is the first person you brought to the house Clark. I mean, I always thought it'd be that Lana girl. She only never got past the front door.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, all your the other friend after that fucking crying incident, you couldn't make friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that spread like wildfire, son. Like Jesus fucking Christ, you know what I mean? I couldn't even go to work for the next two weeks.
1: <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't go to like the to the company. <laughs> To the break room fridge without just seeing a note that says, Pussy!
0: <laughs> who put this on my fucking yogurt? God fucking damn it, you know what I mean? Like, it was one fucking movie you cried in. Are you telling me you never cried in a sci-fi movie before? No? Well, oh yeah, I mean, neither have I. I mean, who the fuck This does is that Kansas! Rip- <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to cry two times in life. <laughs> one of those two times. I don't know, I haven't got there yet.
1: Death of your dog and the death of your father.
0: <laughs> About death of your wife? Oh no, That doesn't, that doesn't count.
1: Now ah, you crack a beer open.
0: The beer cries for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like you know, Marsha Manheim the one who's there. It's like, hey, you know, like I saw you fucking on TV, and I was like, oh, dude, one of my relatives is up there. We fucking have like the same moves and shit. And then, and then. I come here, and I realize, no, no, I read his mind, and I know I was not supposed to do that, but I did, and, well, not related to me, and now I'm sad again.
1: You need know all those Oreos?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always like the Oreos. There's a Flash kid who sometimes gives them to me, and he's quite nice. You ever meet him before? Oh, you no? will. Oh, yeah, yeah well, he I He's fast. <laughs>
1: the name implies
0: Yeah You know I I, You know Some kids don't get it That's the only reason I I feel like I have to explain it You know
1: They confuse him That Gordon fucker (laughs) Yeah Not not that Jim Gordon But the Flash Gordon It's confusing I I feel like The more I explain The bigger hole We're digging You know
0: So uh So if you're not gonna eat Those Oreos um, I'll I'll just finish them off for you You know what I mean Let me tell
1: you Martians aren't that sociable So sorry if this is You know A little tense right now But yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> I also love that scene, like, because after, like, Marsha Manor ex- pretty much, ex- you know, gives, like, yeah you know, the Kal-El, like, explanation of his origin and what have you, and when he's leaving, like, <laughs> I don't know why this sounds like such, like, a juvenile joke, but I fucking busted up laughing when it's, like, he's leaving, and, and then just, uh, Marsha, or Clark's all, like, yo, like, well, how do I contact you, or whatnot, and then Marsha Manor just, like, stands there for a second, <laughs> Cause it's like a pause. All I him was just like just ripping a fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, what we
1: call a joke on Mars. It just like like evaporates.
0: <laughs> just like one of those ones like with that serious fucking face and just like stand out there, be like, and this clerk being like, uh, "Is that how I caught? Contact- oh no no no! That, that that was just your mother's cooking. Sorry. <laughs> I'll get a hold of you telepathically." I was holding that in. I did not I don't want to be rude at the dinner table.
1: I thought it would make you laugh. You humans <laughs> seem to laugh at that a lot.
0: Obviously, uh, did, did, did not work. So um, I I've, I misjudged. I apologize. I, I, tonight I will stop watching Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I will say that show is amazing.
1: The dog and cat are enemies, yet they live together in harmony.
0: Yes, even though there's lots of violence, but it's like life. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Martian Manhunter fucking flies off there and so on, and then um, then I just think from this point on we just kind of get into like the Lois and Clark type, like you know, he's he's there, he's like just an intern boy, work, working, you know, Lois Lane's got it all made, fucking getting the big headline stories, puts fucking Lex Luthor in jail, you know, for his shoddy fucking rocket taking off. Well,
1: even that part, that seemed like, man, they're doing away with, um, with, uh, Lex pretty quickly, but I wasn't really mad about it, because, like, you know, eventually he's gonna be out. I didn't assume he'd be out in the same movie, but the second, I was like, maybe he'll be back in the same film, but the something about that i thought was interesting was lux wasn't like immediate dick to superman right off the bat he's more of kind of like all right let's work together and figure this out you know eventually shit's gonna go bad but he's not being too nice nor is he being a dick which it seems to be always one or the other he's more of just trying to like like feel out the temperature in the room just like all right how can i play this how can i play this and then at some point when parasite turns into like godzilla from uh 2001 roland emmerich movie
0: or oh, the 1998 one what the 1998 one oh 1998 godzilla yeah was it 1998 yeah well when you say 2000 i think of godzilla 2000 the japanese one
1: it's so weird because i remember oh wait you know what i was confusing it because i remember one of the ads of it was like there's the there's the new, there's the ball drop in new york and His tail whacks the ball, and it lands in the audience like, Godzilla's coming next year. And for some reason, I imagine it being 2000. But, no, um, you're right, 98. But he totally looks like fucking rolling in at Godzilla.
0: That's what I was thinking, too. And I thought that was kind of cool because his parasite sort of went on. You know, he keeps absorbing people and whatnot and gets bigger and stronger. And then he goes from being like a man to being kind of like a monster-looking creature. And then, yeah, he literally starts to look like Godzilla in 1998 and... You know, I don't care what anybody really says about that movie. Like, I like that one. You know, that's just because I kind of grew up with it. But, like, I will say, like, I've always liked the design of that Godzilla. Like, even if it's, like, you know, an alternative Godzilla, which you've seen. There's been some of those kind of, like, Japanese-like ones where, like, they actually have him as, like, hey, it's it's an alternative world Godzilla. You know what I mean? Like, because the design of it's fucking sick. And I think by, like, Parasite sort of having that, that was pretty badass. And the whole fact that you're like, oh, shit, I've never really thought about this, but I've never seen an animated movie where Superman's pretty much fighting a kaiju.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what they're going for, and um, I will say that I, I, I do like Meth Head, Parasite, because but this one had all stages of Parasite, because usually he's either kind of like a crackhead, or he's usually just kind of like some blob that's kind of shifting and shaping and always changing, and this one they kind of uh, you kind of got to see all stages of him. I've never seen him go kaiju big. But at the same time, I get it. You need a final, you need a final battle. The the only part about this movie that kind of had my eyes rolling a little bit is when Superman comes down to the bridge. He's like, people of Earth, do not attack this. I am Clark. I am a alien too. I came from Cal. I am name is cal El. I am one. I'm trying to find find my place in this world, but it's just kind of hard. So I'm trying to figure it out. Just like that whole
0: scene was just like. Okay, just
1: punch the fucking thing or figure it out, you
0: know. <laughs> I do like. I will say because I, I, I don't. That was the only thing that was a little goofy was the the sort of like the alien preachy thing because it's like and that, that seems such like an odd one. Like, like it, it, does DC know something that we don't? They're like, okay, and in, in five years from now there's going to be these Martians that are going to show up, so we don't want you to be a bunch of judgmental dicks when they come out of their fucking flying saucer. <laughs> well, I'm just imagining- I just I know we I know we made Mars attacks and I know we're sending you mixed fucking messages. <laughs> in our Warner Brothers line of movies, but still.
1: I feel like that was just, like, one step away from, like, having, like, a guy in the uh, crowd with a MAGA hat going, BUILD THAT WALL! BUILD THAT WALL!
0: I just saw the picture when Superman's up there fucking giving that little speech at the bridge. Like, one guy just fucking shoot Like, the second he says Martian, the guy chucks a fucking mountain cocktail at him. You're like, sorry, it's a reaction. Martian stole my fucking job! <laughs> Yeah! And fuck my wife! Yeah, exactly. And he's fucking dressed as like a 1940s creepster. Um oh, Marshamanto just like, oh I better get out of here now.
1: What <laughs> if he's like, might be a different guy? And he loves Oreos. Oh shit.
0: <laughs> and he hates candles. <laughs> <laughs> but it's he like He just
1: transforms into like Marshamando just transforms with somebody else in the crowd, like, yeah,
0: fuck that guy. Yeah, give, give me that fucking mold of cocktails. Just start throwing them at him. He's like, George ah, he It's like, Superman, yeah, "I just fucking fuck take out. it." It's like it's like acting. You know acting, don't you, Clark? You fuck. <laughs> yeah. that whole part was a little
1: like, I, I get the I, I get part of the theme of the movie is xenophobia, and that was bringing it back around, like, "Hey guys, don't be dicks to aliens." But at the same time, I think there's another way because really, at the end of the day, Superman is the old, is like, it's an immigrant story. But at the same time, I feel like there's other ways to get it across, rather than, hey guys, don't, b- be nice to people from space, he, he's not an alien, he's, he, he's one of you, and we shouldn't, I, I know he's killed a lot of people, and he's trying to eat that plant, Oh, the, the, the power plant over there, it's killing, it might, it might make him stronger and kill more people. But we must, as citizens, be nice. It, it, that's how it came across to me. Like, Morgan trying to, like, like, give, like, an okay-style speech.
0: Well, even the fact that he's like, he's like, hey, you know, like, that guy's one of you fucks. So, uh, you know, uh, start looking at yourself to throw the fucking stone because, like, I'm a fucking alien and I, and I ain't fucking shit up. He's just be like, look, real talk, I'm
1: basically a god and I can laser beam the fuck out of all of you right now if I wanted to. I'm just saying, it's not a threat. I'm just saying it could happen.
0: You know, but but be glad I'm a nice guy. You know, because if I wasn't, just because the thing where he like juts out, like <laughs> <laughs> just like
1: right in the guy's fucking face, like two seconds, just right up there. The Whole crowd yeah. like backs away, like yes yeah, fucking dumb, motherfucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but all it kind of reminds is it, its like, well, this one's like, 'cause you know, like Warner Brothers has so many, I guess you would say, anti-alien movies. Like, look at fucking Alien, or look at fucking Mars Attacks, or look at—I bet you—if I can think of.
1: Wait, is is Alien Warner Brothers or is that 20th Century?
0: Oh, you're right. That's 20th Century. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like micromanage. I'm, by excuse me,
1: but <laughs> but by let's the way, shut the fuck up,
0: Wendell, in the back of the class. That's right. Well, uh, I was trying to think of it based on like what the case, I, was, I was thinking of the flippy fold cases, and I guess you're right; it doesn't have a flippy fold case. That, that's always my way of thinking. I mean, most people nowadays probably are like, "What the fuck's a flippy fold case?" But like, well, in, in the DVD era, and the early days of the DVD era, Warner Brothers put all their movies in flippy fold cases. Who made the Who made
1: uh, ET? Is that Columbia or
0: that's Universal? Universal.
1: Universal those fucking alien loving hippies at universal yeah
0: exactly you know what i mean but that's just like one of those ones all i thought when i was watching this movie is like what the fuck does warner brothers know that we don't like is, is this supposed to be like some like future message being like well, sh- someone's on the fucking way you know what i mean like and um you know they well i don't know i mean they could just take over our entire race and enslave us and you know, i don't know but at the same time i think you better be fucking nice to them no matter what you know, I feel I feel like now um, you you, you're going to want to get a job inside the aliens' house, not outside it. Just saying.
1: <laughs> I feel like now we're at the point where I mean, you could still tell an alien invasion story and have it be fine, but now I feel like we've seen and heard so many alien invasion stories. We're now at that point of like, what if humans are the bad guys? What if what if our own arrogance is the thing that brings us down you know you get that's why you get things like arrival and well this isn't an alien thing but this is also like science fiction and kind of like making the humans the bad guys um uh planet of the apes movies the new ones and then you know you get like i'm sure there's more and whenever there's like a kid comes across like a magical alien creature it's always like give give us the fucking cute alien like why we're gonna cut that fucking thing
0: open and i'm gonna fuck it oh uh, Bob, uh, how, uh, how about you tone it down a bit? I mean, we're all going to fuck it, but just uh, let's study it first. Let's, let's, let's also not say that in front of the kid.
1: <laughs> all right, get Alf in the cage.
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, like, it, 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 it just feels funny <laughs> to me. Because so I think-
1: they, look at, they look at E.T. like some guys, like, Jesus Christ, look at the size of that throat.
0: <laughs> the, the first thing. God damn it, I got this fucking walkie talkie. Who the fuck took my gun out? <laughs> I was gonna fucking pistol whip it as I was fucking in the face, but oh uh, shit, I'll do it with a walkie talkie.
1: Funny they edited out the walkie. They, they edited out the gun and put in a walkie talkie, but then like, they just don't <laughs> need to put in the throat comment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if they just edited out and put a bunch of dildos all in their hands as they're running around? <laughs> they're just all flopping around. As <laughs> You know, one of those kind of things and so on, but, um... I was, I was gonna say something with Superman real quick. I mean, that's the weird thing about Superman trying to be up there being like, well, I'm an alien. Like, yo, dude, you look just like a fucking human. How would you turn into an alien? Turn that turn that fucking green thing. Oh, well, that's not me. You're just, you're just a fucking lying human from some far-out space colony. That's all you fucking are. Yeah, fucking alien wannabe. They start fucking throwing multiple cocktails at him anyways. <laughs> doesn't matter what he says be like i came here to throw a the cocktail fuck you
1: i'll say it's probably a lot easier for like for superman to blend in and be like the spokesperson for like humanity we must love all living creatures rather than like you know one of those fucking bug things from new genesis that comes in we want to be part of your society too
0: yeah, exactly. Like one of those ones Or try to have a fucking conversation with like the Starship Troopers aliens.
1: <laughs> or it's like or it's like one of those things like are the the uh or Tarkarian, the the fucking the bird people from like the bird people from the DC universe like Hawk Hawkman oh, and yeah. Hawkgirl. <laughs> like yeah. they they come in like, "All right, remove the fucking goofy ass beak hat thing." Okay, well, you're just basically well, not I, I'm not going to remove it. Means.
0: You know, I, I like to wear it. You know what I mean? Like, wh- wh- why do I got to remove it? Could you just take it? I'm not fucking removing it. Nope. Not doing it. Fuck these Xenophobia
1: okay, z- Xenophobia's back
0: on. <laughs> Build that wall! Build that wall! Oh, fuck. They're flying over it. This is just like, Guy fucking throws a malt of cocktail. Again. Like, God damn would you stop with the fucking malt of cocktails? Like, hey, I took, I took a day off of work for this.
1: He <laughs> opens the back of the car. There's like 40 of them. <laughs>
0: fucking lined up there just throwing just ready just eager to go like I've been waiting for this like he's just been collecting fucking bottles for like years putting it in fucking little cloths into them and so on and having them nicely packed in like a cargo containers he
1: has like a nice organized little crafts table for it <laughs>
0: i just like too as a superman's just trying to tell that speech then like every about like four seconds or so a multiple cocktail just kind of smashes across his face and he keeps kind of going on like he's just trying to go with it (laughs) the other guy's down there was like hey this is kind of fun hey give me one of those
1: hey everyone join in join in i got i got plenty
0: to go around it's just kind of like in the olden days, like if, you, if people didn't like when the poor people didn't like the fucking play, they got to throw fucking fruit at it. Like, this is the one thing we got to look forward to being peasants. <laughs> it's taking our fucking compost and throwing it at the play. But you said it was your favorite play of the year. He's like, yeah, but I'm fucking not still throwing my compost at him. Rotten
1: lettuce has to go somewhere. Ah, oh, shit, I'm not going to eat it. I'm poor.
2: I'm not going to fucking right,
0: eat cool. rancid food. Real right in the face of that Romeo fuck. Yeah, yeah best fucking actor I've seen, but fuck him. Because <laughs> I know where he's sleeping snacks. tonight. He ain't sleeping with the rats, I tell you. <laughs>
1: No, but, like, even, like, the way, like, I want to say he fights him, because the more he fights him, this gets across, like, all right, what Superman do without his powers? Because at some point, he fights Parasite for a while, he's like, oh, shit, he can drain my powers. The more I fire at him, the stronger it, like, uh, stronger it makes him. And they do the whole thing where they make Parasite, like, a sympathetic villain, which, that that changes. I want to say he's usually just kind of, like, a crazy, evil asshole. But this one, they go out of their way and make him, like... A veteran working a blue collar job It's like a janitor who just happens to get Attacked by like Lobo Gets so, like splashed on some like shit that Lobo had and makes him into this
0: thing Yeah well Lobo throws It's like, he, it's like literally Lobo has this experimental Like he probably doesn't even know what it is He probably stole it from somebody He probably won it in fucking like Some kind of intergalactic fucking card game and then he just uses, like, hey, uh, the sun heals you? Well, guess what? This stuff should fucking, like, seal it all up and just explode this. And then, like, Superman and Lobo just fly out of there being like, huh, what happened to that? all that purple stuff that was in that jar? I don't know. But it filled up that room.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then the guy slowly becomes more and more, like, he's kind of like a crackhead for a little while. And they... He has the whole, like, evil, like, I was the nicest guy, but now I have the urge. I'm laughing evilly. Doing that shit. But I think it's, they're trying to get it across. Like, oh, he can't help it. That's the monster inside or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, it's almost like the symbiote from, like, Spider-Man, sort of. That's sort of what it kind of reminds me of. It's like the DC version of it, you know? I mean, it's definitely its own thing, but has that kind of feel. uh,
1: I will say that this movie... Sorry to cut you off there. um, uh, This movie... It does seem like a weird lineup. Like, if you said the next, I mean, I'd be up for it to see what they do, but if they, if they said the next live action Superman movie, the main lineup is Parasite and Lobo, I'm like, that's weird, because you think it would be, because usually it's like you have the Thinky villain, and then
0: you have the Brute Force villain, usually. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Those are two Brute Force villains. I mean, you still got Lex Luthor in there, I guess, to kind of, it's kind of like a triple threat. I
2: mean, he's re- kind
1: of there just to kind of, he he's barely there, and he barely has anything to do other than to kind of like, hey, Luther, we need your help containing this thing. Okay, I'm going to help you for a while. Still helping, still helping you, and fuck you. Oh, wait, got knocked out.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know, but he—I mean, he's still, he's the guy who explains uh, Superman, how Parasite came to be. He's got the way to defeat him. You know, he, he's got kind of, he, I mean, he's exposition kind of guy, I guess you can say. But, like, like that. If, let's just say if this was, like, a, you know, the live-action movie, that's actually kind of a cool lineup where you, you have Lex Luthor being kind of, like, the kind of, like, the guy in the background, but he's still there. He's, he's almost like Harry Osborne in, like, the Spider-Man video game. Like, he's not Green Goblin yet, in a sense, but, like, he's still there as, like, a... You know kind of a background type figure Yeah And then it's like you sort of have Parasite As like your total monster And then you got Lobo Who's kind of like the in-between character And I, I don't know It's like it's kind of a neat I don't know I think that's like one of the coolest things About this movie Is I just I, I like just the lineup of it I like how it's got a bunch of stuff That like you just don't ever see Like in you know Your regular Superman stuff That comes out It's kind of like Hey here's a bunch of other characters And so on You well, know
1: p- Plus the team up of I mean I think that's just a I mean Superman and Martian Manhunter Working together Is That's cool. awesome But that combined with Lobo, so it's, like, that is a total, like, okay, that that is, like, all three spectrums right there. That's, like, you got the very wise, smart guy, then you got the very brash, crazy guy, and you got the guy in the middle. And let's be honest, Superman is still fairly tame, but he's probably not as reserved as, say, Martian Manhunter.
0: Yeah, exactly. You don't know. So it's like, even just that in itself, if they made like a sequel to this one and they use that as kind of like, hey, it's a triple, like, maybe if it's a space traveling movie and it's Martian Manhunter and Superman going out and fucking like finding Lobo and then getting more information on, you know, they kind Let's of go... Let's go for, space trucking, come on. Dude, <laughs> no, 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 no. well, because it's like, it could be like the, because I thought that was like the coolest part about like that Green Lantern, like the animated TV show, the CG one, is it was just Green Lantern, Kilowog, and one of the Red Lanterns, I can't remember his name, and they were just fucking space trucking, literally, just going out on missions, I'm like, that show was so fucking good.
1: (laughs) I gotta watch that, I have the DC apps, I need to watch, check that one out.
0: Yeah, I I have the whole set on DVD or whatever, but it's like, because it's it's in the same style as Batman, Beware the Batman, but, um, it's just like, well, it's one, it's like, it's such a cool concept, and it's, it's like, I can see that being kind of a neat one for the Superman one, but, uh. Yeah, like, this movie, it's like, I mean, yeah, you get sweet battles and so on like that. Like, even though he yeah, has a little bit of the goofy alien stuff that I still, I, I feel like they're prepping us for something or another. Because it's like, it's almost giving you a warning to something that it's like, that, that doesn't exist yet. So you're like, oh, uh, <laughs> what are we, what information are we not being told? I feel
1: like it's more, I mean, it could be that. I mean, well, let's say, well, they just, re- this year, they released UFO footage. They're saying it's probably Chinese or Russians or aliens but um it's also that really vague shit. North like, and maybe, Koreans
0: you know, and a cardboard yeah. cutout ship flying around
1: well it's that very vague shit like, like oh my god they finally released it. like I can still barely tell what the fuck is going on you know but um that being said I feel like it's more unlikely um they're probably just trying to make a metaphor because I feel like you know t- ra- racial tension and shit is all really high in the country right now Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're trying to make a very, very soft analogy. Not nothing too big, because they don't want to piss off too many people, but they're trying to make a very soft, simple analogy. And I think that's all they're really doing, you know. But who knows? Maybe they are prepping us up for the aliens in DC Universe. Like, I fucking told you. Fucking told you. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, like, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, I definitely think it's supposed to be like a be nice to everybody type thing. Like, just be fucking nice. Until you have to fucking act, and then you break their fucking skull in, just like Patrick Swayze always told us. <laughs> well, it's like watching this. It's like, you see that part when uh,
1: when uh, Clark Kent was crying because w- watching like uh, watching that Alien movie. Well, think of how like your Asian friend feels when you watch Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> <laughs> Like something like that. Maybe that's what he's trying to say. I don't know.
0: I love how that just that, that perfectly ties into like our fucking Bruce Lee marathon. Because I think of that scene of fucking dragging the Bruce Lee stuff.
1: That was my instant go to. I couldn't think of any other movies off the top of my head at the moment. But
0: maybe it's that one too. It's like okay, we all know that we've had that friend that fucking bitched out. Because you put a rated R fucking movie on, and then he freaked out and had to call his mom, went home, and then of course you did like any other good ten-year-old boy would do, and told everybody at fucking school the next day about how he bitched out and went out, and it was fucking hilarious. And then you were down at the pub telling your fucking dad's friends about it, and they thought it was fucking hilarious. And then you're at your mom's sewing club she's telling her. <laughs> the pub with your dad's friends,
1: as they lit up a cigarette for you, and gave you a Coors Light. <laughs>
0: And put $5 into the nudie booth for you that you were really confused on what you were supposed to do inside there, but, uh, that's okay.
1: <laughs> your know, Uncle Tom, not really your uncle, taught you how to play poker.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know what? Yeah, everybody thought it was funny. They thought they had a great time. You know who didn't find it was funny? That friend. The friend who cried at the fucking 60-year-old fucking rated R movie. And, uh, yeah. You you wonder Poor why you don't see puss. him anymore, don't you? He had to leave school because of you, because of that fucking comment. Yep, not there anymore. One day that kid may save your life. You never know. Yeah, you know he's gonna save your life in one of two ways. He might turn out to be an alien, like Kal El, like Superman, or he's gonna be like in fucking Billy Madison. <laughs> 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 I, I just
1: like. <laughs> but let's be. Let's, uh, I, I know we're. So totally you better great. make
0: that fucking phone call.
1: I just love that part because like, all right, Billy Madison. If you like, if someone says they don't like Adam Sandler movies, not their cup of tea. It's not their cup of tea. Okay, whatever. But that part because he's like, I gotta just because you know he's getting bullied, so I gotta make a. I gotta make a call. I gotta figure something. Hey man, I'm, I just want to say I'm sorry. Call him Steve Buscemi. I'm sorry, and I just want to like let you know I was a real dick in high school and I just like to take that back like oh that's really cool you man thank you thank you like all right, you take care if you want to grab a cup of coffee or something we can meet up sometime like okay cool I just like he immediately turns to his list people to kill and he just crosses Billy Madison's name off and they have the extra step of he just puts on lipstick and just lays back there's just like you can say what you will about other aspects of Adam Sandler comedy, but that part right there, like, I just like how layered that is. Like the the thing with the lipstick is enough, I and mean, then you don't expect that to come back in any way. He's like, "Oh shit, I'm glad I called that guy."
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like yeah, this sounds weird, but it's like felt like I guess, in the older days it just wasn't as big of a deal as it would be nowadays. But like, I knew one of those people that had like a list like that, and I remember like I wasn't on that list, and I felt very proud of that. <laughs> Did we go to high school with this guy? We did, but I feel like that's that's all I'm going to end it at with right there.
1: We got you. Got to tell me who this fucker is when we get off, okay? I'm going to make sure I'm not on the fucking list. I don't Chip. think I would be, but still,
0: I feel like his himself was on the list, but I wasn't on that list, and I was very proud of that. You know what I mean? I mean nowadays, that sounds like that's a fucking red flag for disaster, but fucking in the '90s and two early 2000s, nobody was fucking worried yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was like it was all when it was fucking butterflies and you know good times and until a fucking sambin lawn showed up and just you know ru- ruined our fucking 90s experience but you know you know you know so yeah if, if, if we need a hero to save us you know chad kroger's gonna show up i don't know what he's gonna do but he's gonna show up
1: cause... <laughs> this, is a super, this is a spider-man movie right like oh yeah sure chad's right over here like so why, why is there a fucking planet on top of this building? Don't worry about it, Chad.
0: He's like, well, that's kind of fucking weird. Walked Chad. into the wrong, walked into the wrong music video set. Chad, I know, I know you're from Canada, and sometimes big buildings scare you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> 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 you know, you know how Martian Manhunter's afraid of fire. Well, I'm afraid of big buildings. Just pretend it's a big tree. Oh,
1: okay, that's Oh uh, uh, Yeah, you
0: know. uh, I like big trees. No, I just scared off
1: all our Canadian listeners. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, fuck you, eh? Hey, 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 they can appreciate a good joke. Yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, fucking Superman. Well, at the end of the day, that Superman movie, I still think it's pretty fun. Like, yeah, I'm not saying maybe, like, top ten. It feels like it's been a while since we had one of those It was just like, oh, God, this thing's fucking amazing. But I felt like it was a still a good, solid, middle-of-the-road DCU movie. Like, I I enjoyed it still quite well.
1: Yeah, I rented it, and just because, like, couldn't gain access to it at the time. But I'm definitely going to probably go out and buy it later. But, yeah, definitely worth checking out, especially if you like Superman.
0: Yeah, Superman fucking dialed in. Animation's fucking sick. And then, yeah, all that kind of good stuff. But beyond all that fun, fun, good times, go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, animations, and all our old good goodies out there. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ray Dunigan. we'll see you some other time.
2: Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comics Central, Comicsology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comics Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym, filled with fitness tips and tricks videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnegan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boy's Comic. Thanks again. We're out of here.